Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Educating Josh, in which the three of us, Lucy Bella Earl, I, Luke Cutforth, and our special guest this week, writer and poet Dottie James, bring together three of those divisive stories of the week. Our wonderful Josh Winslade will have 20 seconds to respond with his gut feeling on the story with absolutely no research, after which we will have an attempt at educating Josh. Dottie, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. It's an honour to be here. Are you excited to educate Josh? Very excited. He needs it. Dottie. (laughs) Me and and Dottie have a... (laughs) It would actually be nice for someone to do a decent job for once. Oh! Wow. (laughs) Me and Dottie have had some decent chats outside of the show, so... I like how Dottie burned you, and then you burned me and Lucy. That's not fair. (laughs) Dottie just teed me up. I'm going to pay her 50 quid later. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so last week... Lucy, you led the podcast with your story. How did it perform on Twitter in the polls? Yes, I asked if we should shame people into making healthier life choices. 38% said yes, 52% said no, and 10% said other. Very divided. Uh, it was, it, it, yeah, it was a big difference. I'm surprised. Good contribution, Justin. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? I think um, that it's a case-by-case basis. Because we, you know, the stats that we came about actual shaming and whether it does or doesn't work. If you feel shame, it does. Fat shaming doesn't work, though. I think that's, that's definitely something I took away, was that fat shaming does not work. Because... One of the biggest reasons people eat and are overweight is because they're ashamed. Guilt, so it? don't make that worse. Yeah, yeah. one thing I noticed, uh, I said, because often I will say I'm on the side of shaming doesn't work, we shouldn't shame, that's mean. But actually, Josh and I, in our in my personal life, I constantly ask Josh, if I'm doing something wrong, please shame me. So actually... Well, Eloise on Twitter said, education over shaming every time. Yeah, Straight really to the point. Dottie, last week we had Ben Cook in as a guest. Could you please read his story from last week's polls? Right, so Ben asked, is it okay for shops to differ differentiate between comprehensive and private students when choosing who is allowed in their stores. 6% said yes, 89% of people said no, and 5% said other. Pretty de- decisive, wow. I think. Very but decisive there. Yeah, I yeah. don't think anyone. I think the question is a little bit antagonistic I do. I think Freya on Twitter said, I have been in both a public and a private school, and from my experience, students in private school are worse in terms of stealing. I, I think that. that companies should absolutely not make decisions based on the school that people go to which i would say i agree with last week i asked should companies be responsible for their customers actions now we had 38 percent say yes 62 percent say no and nobody said other no, there was no other option <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, okay, cool. Oh, sorry. <laughs> oh, okay, so there was no other option. I apologise for that. What a strange situation you to be in. You have one job, Luke. Well, Dan said on Twitter, they are only responsible if their actions are allowed to continue unchallenged. They are responsible for how they are dealt with, but not the actions themselves. Fantastic. Well, thank you, Dan. And we will now move on to the first story of the week, and that is Dottie's story. My story comes from the Daily Mail, which says that porn is as harmful as cigarettes and must be treated as a major health crisis with new restrictions on social media, MPs warn. So, Josh, the three things you need to know are that members of the Commons Women and Equalities Committee said porn should receive as much public funding as other major health issues. The MPs insisted public spaces must be made safe for all women and girls as they called for a ban on viewing adult material on mobile phones and buses. Oh, fuck off. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) May may I continue with the other things? Yes. So, the second thing you need to know is that the committee also criticised social media firms such as Twitter and Facebook, noting online spaces are public places where sexual harassment of women and girls is rife. The MPs called on the government to force global internet giants to take action on the issue. The demands were made in a report which found many women and girls were left terrified by sexual harassment fears. Uh, And the third thing is that the MPs welcomed the government's plans to bring in age verification for online pornographic sites, but they argued social media firms should do more to tackle sexual harassment or be forced to do so. So my question for you, Josh, is, is porn equally as dangerous and damaging to society as smoking cigarettes and reckless driving? 20 seconds, Josh. Go. Holy crap, guys. What kind of question is that? I can't weigh all this up in 20 seconds. All right, I'm going to have a knee-jerk reaction to this, and I'm going to trust you guys to educate me so I can make a better opinion of this one. Uh, I I don't think it's as equally dangerous and damaging to society as smoking cigarettes and reckless driving because I'm quite ignorant on the subject, and the other two seem fairly more dangerous in, in immediacy. All right, well, I will just that start... my point. I'll just start by saying I really do think this I really really do so I'm very excited but Dottie please begin I, I need to oh, read gosh. it okay it's a lot isn't it um, I think the question is interesting because it's it's dangerous in different ways mm-hmm. um, it's dangerous to obviously smoking and reckless di- driving are oh, reckless diving <laughs> um, smoking and reckless Tom driving Daly is quaking <laughs> Get him out of here. Um, <laughs> reckless driving and smoking are very dangerous to your physical health. Mm. Um, whereas porn, I don't think there's much evidence to suggest that it is. Might um, get a bit sore. Yeah, might, might get a bit sore. <laughs> um, uh, in terms of societally, it, I, I think it has a huge impact, for sure. Mm. Um, I think there are some valid things in here about how it can be damaging, but it can also be educational in certain ways. Um our society is quite oh, close no, about I don't, sex. I don't think porn should be seen as educational at all. I think it that's a major be. error. It shouldn't be, but I think it definitely has that role. It absolutely know. has that role. I think it helps people accept their sexualities and find out what they like. No, only because it doesn't exist somewhere sparingly. else. No, absolutely not. A- absolutely so, so not. So what I'm saying I, is I it, it, it is educational. Not that it should be the the form of education that we're giving yeah people. so people are going to it as an uh, for education because of the absolute lack of sexual like advice and exactly. health and bi awareness gay everything to do with your sex and sexuality is just lacking in education uh, on every platform like it's it's a joke there is nothing wrong with porn 
there's absolutely nothing wrong with porn until an uneducated person watches it and believes that's how it should be. That's when it becomes dangerous. Um, there are so many different kinds of kinks to porn and so many different things that everyone can find and explore their own kind of sexuality. Um, I, I, and, and look at what they find a turn on it's meant to it's an it's a cartoon it's it's intensified it's over dramatized it's acting it's it's a it's acting guys it's it's not edu- anything that is acting shouldn't be educational See, it's it's an act i understand your point however i think that you're right in that porn to the conscious self is is acting and it's not real but i think there are layers of your body that doesn't un, that don't understand what mm. the, what's going on there's a, and they, there's a reward system yes. kind of and that, that part of your brain doesn't know what's going on. It just sees that you're, it thinks you're getting loads of sex and that the way you get loads of sex is to watch loads of porn. And I think my, my biggest gripe against pornography is I think it can potentially be liberating for females and women in, in, a, in a world that sort of tries to repress female sexuality. However, I think for men, my biggest issue with it is this. If you go to, if you work in a normal job and you see, you have detailed interactions with 20 women a day, and then you go home and you watch porn and you have, and you see in detailed view, 50 women a day. And then you're and, badly educated at assigning one thing to the other. No, if no, you no, can't watch porn not, and separate it with the way you treat women in your daily But I think there life. are parts of your brain that don't, that you can't control, that are subconscious, that don't understand what's going on. And if you see more women leading to orgasm if you just click to make them take their clothes off then there are subconscious parts of your brain that will start to associate oh i just get sex whenever i want to just you literally just said it's a great way where women have the power their sexuality is men so that's it's men's problem men porn shouldn't be taken away because men have an issue or men can't separate the two things like that's that's you the porn industry control is it. is predominantly produced for men um it's there are starting to be um kind of porn sites and porn videos made for straight women um but it's yeah it is predominant if we if you're talking about the main site yes which i don't know if i'm and i would say, also argue like, that men are men are on average and i i will stress that this is on average men are more physical than Males are more physical than females in their sexuality. Would that be fair? No. Really? Um, it, it, I, I would From say no. I would say really? in relationships, maybe. Like, if that's what you mean. Like, in everyday life. Yeah, but I would say women are just as... Are they, are they more expected to be in... I, this is just going off the people I know and the conversations I've had about this. But look at how men you, uh, treated women, used to treat women in, like, the 50s and 60s and how they treat them now. Yeah. I feel like... We've made a little bit of progress, but porn was less accessible back then. Yeah. Um, so we've progressed, so but we, there's more porn. That doesn't make sense. There is more porn, but it could be seen as an outlet. Look, I don't think porn is great for everyone, but I don't think it's as bad as everyone's making out here. No, but that's a very good point that you've just made. Porn is more accessible than ever, and men are slowly starting to finally wake up and treat women as an equal. I can't believe we even have to say this. It I don't, really I don't necessarily think, I think there's a correlation, but I don't think it's the reason. No, I don't. I'm just, I'm just, <laughs> I, don't, I don't think it's the reason at all. Like, yeah. Let's give everybody porn, but we're trying to say that it's a bad thing. And I'm saying, if anything, if you're looking at something like that, then it's, it's obviously not really having much of an effect in the way that men view women. I, 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 I just, I do not, I don't think it's as dangerous. Would, you, would you say it um, has an effect on the way, potentially that 13 to 14 year old boys view women 
someone that is educated correctly that doesn't grow up in the environment that, that that we do which is just so not how it should be for women like we grew up from the moment i was born i grew up in a male world that the world is male that it's it, it, the way you look at everything is through the male's perspective that everything that films everything it's it, also full of sex i mean every billboard every bus it has like legs and lips and everything on it yeah i think yeah. It, sex already is everywhere so we can't prevent people from being curious no, but and sex and sells to women as well do you not think would you buy a lipstick if it was someone that wasn't what you de- deemed an attractive woman I, behind the advertising. I probably wouldn't pay as much attention to Yeah. Yeah, and I also think for straight women, for sure, it's probably a different... Actually, no, I think societally, yeah, there is something to the attractive woman stereotype that makes us buy things and makes us uh, want uh, things, but for different boards. reasons. I, I, yeah. I completely agree. I see what they're trying to say here, saying it's as dangerous and damaging to society and cigarettes and all this kind of stuff. I completely agree that public places must be made safe for all women and girls. That's why I was like, oh, fuck off. It's like stating the obvious. It's mm. a ridiculous statement. It should be safe for everybody. No one should be picked on. Yes, it's more dangerous for women and girls, I believe. I think that men in public can be absolutely gross. Um, uh, Josh, at the start of this story, you had this to say. Uh, I I don't think it's as equally dangerous and damaging to society as smoking cigarettes and reckless driving. Do you agree? With you in the past? Yeah. Cool. Well, it's time for the second story of the week, and that is my story. Josh, my story this week comes from The Telegraph, and it is that Sir Philip Green named as hashtag MeTooScandal businessman by Lord Hayne. Here are the three things you need to know. Last week, The Telegraph reported that it had been prevented by a court injunction from naming a well-known businessman who was the subject of serious allegations of racial and sexual harassment by employees. The man in question had entered into compromise agreements with five of the complainants, also known as non-disclosure agreements. However, the next day, Lord Haynes stood up in the House of Lords and announced that he was using the cover of parliamentary privilege, which gives legal immunity upon MPs and peers in respect of things said in Parliament, to name the man involved. He told fellow peers that he felt it was his duty under parliamentary privilege to name Philip Green as the individual in question, adding that the press had been prevented by the courts from publishing the full details of the story which is clearly in the public interest. However, many are questioning if this use of parliamentary privilege was appropriate. Two of the five complainants expressly stated that they supported the injunction and that they did not wish for the man to be named or for any details to be made public, presumably through fear that they would be capable of being identified from details of the complaints. My question for you is, Josh, is it okay that parliamentary privilege allows lords and MPs to say what they want in Parliament? 20 seconds, Josh. Go. Uh, I I think in this specific case, um, yeah, that it's been used for for good. I don't think that this should be able to be covered by a non-disclosure agreement. I think where I get annoyed by parliamentary privilege allowing lords and MPs to do something different, different is in cases where, I, I don't know if you know, but there's a bar in the House of Parliament where MPs are allowed to smoke and it's the only place indoors that you're legally allowed to smoke. And I find that a little bit gross that they're above the law in such a simple, you're meant to lead by example. So when rules like that are being broken, that's just like a fat cat, you know, uh, we're above one one rule rule for what you and then another rule for me. Uh, In this specific um, kind of going off to things that we've talked about, he's I think he's done the world a service. I don't agree with press injunctions at all. Um, My day job 
revolves around digital content and things like that so injunctions on things i completely don't agree with i also don't agree with two of the five complainants expressly stating that they supported the injunction i don't think that that's um relevant that's a man that can go out and harm people this is sexual assault and people need to know about it i kind of think who's it that stood up in the house of lords and lord hayne lord hayne yeah he's, he's a great man I, See, I come, what, I'm completely behind him. I, I, and, you know, I, my general opinion to everything in general is that if you have a rule, that rule should be for everyone. You shouldn't be able to pick and choose. You can make a very strong case that they need to be able to discuss things without that being able to be used mm. against them. So you can say something that is technically slander, but actually not really and be done for it. And do you know what I mean? And be prosec- And you can't be worried about things like that in, in, when you're debating the kind of issues that these guys are. Um, yeah, I don't know. What do you guys think? I suppose <laughs> that the, the, I, I agree with you in, in many ways there. The thing that I, I find, I'm, I'm not somebody who automatically loves the government or the MPs or whatever, but I think it is different because they... No, they voted to bomb Syria. But they are elected. They are elected. And so they're elected to do a job. And this, this rule exists. And so that, that they election that gives this man that power. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, you know, and if you're not aware that by you voting for this person, you're giving them that power, then educate yourselves better. Like, uh, exactly. Yeah. For a little bit of background for anyone listening who doesn't understand um, or doesn't, hasn't heard of this parliament, parliamentary privilege thing. Basically, what it means is if I was a sitting MP and I thought Josh had cheated in the election, I would be able to, in Parliament, say Josh cheated on the election without fear that Josh was able to sue me for slander, for saying something that he thought wasn't true. And then if I was outside of Parliament and I said it, he could then sue me. But whilst I'm inside the walls of Parliament and I'm a sitting MP, I can say what I want. But suing for slander and being kicked out of your party for lying about the opposition... There would be repercussions still if you outright lied in the House of Parliament. You wouldn't be respected as a House of Peers. Like, I don't think you can... I mean, they do a lot of the time just, you know, throw shade at each other pretty much. <laughs> it's worse than Twitter sometimes. Yeah, it's... The bit that interests me is the part where it says that two of them didn't want to be identified. Was it two? Yeah, yeah two, two of, of the them five. didn't want to be identified. And that's the moral thing that I'm kind of, like, examining in my head is, is it okay then to out potentially out two people who didn't want to be outed well absolutely not yeah yeah exactly um but for the greater good kind of thing it's like Mm, i i think that to be fair that's two of them so they're the minority in that number there were five this is this is like the thing a few weeks ago we were talking about taylor swift and about how taylor swift had a um, a political opinion and that made the front page news Mm. and how we were going the more my opinion on that was while i think it's sad that we require taylor swift's opinion on on politics maybe that's all we've got when we can't trust our own politicians and maybe this situation like this loopholes in the law where we're able to expose wrongdoing that can't quite get published elsewhere and can't quite get prosecuted for maybe this is what we need well maybe mm. we need whistleblowers like lord hayne to come out and, and sort of subvert the law because there are gray areas of the law especially within sexual misconduct i don't even think he's subverting it he's acted completely lawfully well he's used a loophole that's what yeah, i mean it almost feels like kind of playground politics where um in a good way though where what's fair is is actually looked at rather than what's lawful if that makes sense yes yeah also i need to point out that all the press and mm, it's very easy to find out who these people are when there are these press injunctions it becomes common 
it, it's, I you, think it's, you are well, still aware of what's gone. It's yeah. just not reported on or in the paper. But is it or, easy for the everyman who doesn't have access to that information? Far less easy, yeah. but it's still you're still able to find it out. There's some very famous injunctions that mm. we can't even talk about today. That and people oh God, are still Josh, are, are, use your parliamentary <laughs> privilege. And tell us all the dirt. I don't have any parliamentary <laughs> privilege. So I'm not reporting on anything, but. Um, yeah, most of it's tabloid rubbish things like people's sexuality and stuff like that that can't be reported on or affairs yeah, yeah or affairs things like that people where you know scenarios where people with a lot of money have managed to you know make it quiet and go away um, I don't I don't see what he's done wrong uh, he's one thing I found really interesting is when we were they starting need this parliamentary privilege, surely to be able to talk the way that they need to and, and have the discussions. That I think they need so. To yeah. And be, yeah. So uh, yeah, absolutely. But how it's can okay. we make sure that they're not abusing it? Because if they do abuse it, there's nothing we can do. Well, I guess that's the point of voting, isn't mm-hmm. it? Is mm-hmm. if, they abu- if they abuse it, they remove you remove their parliamentary privilege and they don't get back in. Yeah. And that, that's you, you can't. I don't think you can legislate for every every uh, possible scenario. You have to sort of assume people want to be re-elected. Mm. And and they aren't going to use up the 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 thing they've been given. And um, yeah, and what were you going to say at the beginning of the discussion? So at the beginning of the discussion, Dottie said something really interesting, where she said, "Well, or was it Dottie? Or, well, maybe it was Lucy. I can't remember." But somebody said at the beginning of this discussion that these the lords have this, have this same privilege, and we've not elected them. Oh yeah. And so that's yeah. that's a little bit of a grey area because while we're giving it to our MPs who we've elected, the lords also have it, and they're not elected directly by the people. However, no, it is actually are, but they are elected by. By the MPs. By the MPs. So. But it is, however, this is interesting, in that we often, and I think generally the lib- a, a liberal side of, of the UK would, would talk down about the Lords, but actually a Lord has done what we all think is the right thing in this situation. And so actually that maybe that does show that there are very good sides to having these close to unelected people who aren't scared about getting re-election and they can sort of take a stand and go this is wrong I mean they're still mm. voted for and they're still elected and there's still politics at oh, play all I mean is in, in the general um, in the general population there's an, there's an idea or, or opinion that lords are unelected I, mean, I don't know maybe he's now seen as a tattletale he'll be disrespected in the house of lords he'll be seen as a whistleblower he won't you know people will They'll alienate him. They won't trust him with the same things. Like there's, there's probably some it, very serious repercussions from him doing this. A lot of people are saying that he's abused his his privilege. By yeah, exactly. I don't think he's as you know. I think he's risked a lot and probably going to. He's made his life very difficult. But surely he was aware of that. So for him to risk all of that means he and cared. still do it means that he, he thought really it cares. was enough to. Yeah. All right. So it's time to move on to the final story of the week, and that is Lucy's story. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com work. Shopify.com work. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. 
Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Uh, my story comes from The Independent. EU set to stop countries turning clocks back and forward for daylight saving. Here are the three oh, things that you need left. to know. <laughs> <laughs> Here are the three things that you need to know, Josh. Adjusting the clocks by an hour every spring and autumn could be put to an end by the European Commission after a survey found that most EU citizens were against it. Commission President Jean-Claude Juncker said the continent-wide survey to which 4.6 million people responded revealed that 84% of Europeans want to stop moving the clocks back and forward by an hour under daylight saving time. EU law currently requires citizens in all 28 countries to move their clocks an hour forward on the last Sunday in March and switch back an hour on the last Sunday in October. Daylight saving was first adopted during the First World War in the UK to give factories an extra daylight hour to work in. It was introduced by European governments at the beginning of the 1980s to save on energy costs. Advocates say that the switch to give extra morning daylight in winter and evening light in summer can also help reduce traffic accidents, but critics have claimed it can cause long-term health problems, especially amongst young children and elderly people, and research has shown that the time change disrupts sleep schedules and can impact productivity at work, so my question for you is, should we stop turning our clocks? 20 seconds, Josh. Go. I have never been affected by... I don't know. This I mean, is, the clocks went back like two days ago. I didn't yeah. even notice. Because really? your iPhone does it automatically, right? Ah, clever. Yeah, I, I genuinely did not notice. I mean, I've realised I'm a little bit tired today, but I worked 15 hours yesterday, so that's probably that as That'll well. That would be why. But how yeah. would you feel if in the winter it wouldn't get light until... 10 a.m. How would you feel about that? Awful. In winter, it gets light at night. In northern Scotland, it doesn't get light oh, in yeah, the morning until right. 9 o'clock currently. So if this was put mm-hmm. into effect, it wouldn't get light until 10 a.m. No. Also, no, we're used to it now. I don't understand. I think there's going to be the same amount of pros and cons on either side. I think that- part of the issue here is that... So we're talking... We have in our, in our research, we found that um, northern Scotland, some parts of northern Scotland wouldn't get light until 10 a.m. Because currently they don't get light till 9 a.m. And now they wouldn't get light till 10 a.m. And part of the issue with this is that this is a European-wide sur- survey and most of them aren't in northern Scotland. Mm-hmm. So they, they all have the privilege of being down in southern Spain and nice bits of France and stuff like that. So they wouldn't be affected as much. We, thankfully in this situation are leaving the EU so we can carry on doing our farmer thing I think essentially what this is about Josh is we all change our time to benefit a small portion of society we benefit it benefits the farmers and it benefits the some factories and businesses mm. and the central question for this is should we carry on bothering with that yeah why because it's helping people imagine, and it doesn't what? affect me. Imagine if it's not tradition, it had always been the other way around. We never change our clocks. But then those farmers and those postal workers and everyone, the industries that it does support, wouldn't be kind of used to it, I suppose. Like, yeah, so so would you would you then be in favour of implementing that change? If it was suggested. Because it would be a massive fad, yeah. implementing that. 
I mean, it all happens automatically for me. My yeah, iPhone must changes, have been worse and I, when we were I don't even notice. Yeah. Analog clocks. This is I do a- remember the chaos of being younger, though, and your mum being like, "Oh my god, the clocks went back." And all I this think, thing personally, I think that it gives us a little bit of something to chat about during the year. It's like once a year, twice a year, <laughs> we're like, back. "Oh, the clocks have changed." They even mentioned it in the arches. That's really yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And I, th- I think you're right, Josh. And like, it doesn't really affect us. If it's a bit lighter, then cool. Wait, I'm reading this fact right. Extra hour of evening sunlight in winter could save 485 million a year in electricity bills as households would require less energy to heat. There's still the same amount of sun. It's because at no, night time... No, in the morning they're at work. That's when you're not in the house, in peak winter. And also when you're not in peak slash off-peak um, timing, the, the electricity is cheaper or more expensive. This is very specific, this conversation <laughs> for a podcast. I'm very sorry, Josh. Well, parks, yeah. piers and attractions. The British Association of Leisure Parks, Piers and Attractions think that it would increase domestic tourism by 2.5 to 3.5 billion pounds a oh, year. great. Domestic tourism, parks, and they're not essential. Farmers, postal workers, food, posts, things that we depend on, I think, yeah. maybe take a bit of priority. I guess it all dep- depends on who brings in the most taxes. How do you feel about this as a farmer, Lucy? Or as a farmer living on a farm? Um, I think that... Honestly, I think that it doesn't actually matter that much because as long as there are a certain amount of daylight hours... The work can be done. Yes. Farmers traditionally like to do things very early in the morning, but I feel like they would adapt. Because it doesn't sure, actually so, change yeah. time. Also, so we have torches matter. and lights. Yes. And if the farmers want to get up at that time, then they still yeah. can. They don't, have to, they don't have to listen to what the clock says. Yeah. They can just get up when they want to get up. <laughs> that is true. It's sort of one of these things where I think this is a bit of a Brexit vote, where actually, really, we don't understand find facts or in. care, and it, we don't need to be asked this stuff. If it's <laughs> if it's better for everyone, then the European Union should just do it. Don't ask us. We don't. We, I'm just, busy. I just, don't I agree just want to know it. what English people think. I think <laughs> this was a big story to get the all of the old folk upset about things changing, <laughs> wow. and I think that's why it was such a big thing. That's in the very maybe it's to make us all really excited that for is Brexit. Such an yeah. interesting point. Thing is, though, I wonder I if. That. When did this come about? It was recently, yes? Yes. Um, so if this had come Hopefully. about when we had lost an hour instead of gained an hour, which puts everyone in a really good mood, <laughs> <laughs> would we still be for it? <laughs> like, keeping this that is so and gaining true. time thing. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, there is a big thing. You gain an hour in a Sunday in March, and then you lose an hour in a Sunday in October. No, wait, and we get... Oh, we... the way around, you, you lose sound an very hour uninterested in, in this yeah. story. <laughs> well, it's, it's, it's like, it just changes an by hour. an hour. I think it is. It, there is the the argument that I think does but affect where, us. Where where does tourism improve, by the way? Because you're changing it for the, the entirety of Europe. So if you're changing it in this place, in another place, it gets worse. No, but this is for the UK. That that's, that was for the UK. So you can either have it light from nine till ten in peak winter, or you can have it light from three till four. You can choose which. Obviously, they would choose three to four because that's when the most people are out on a weekend to visit the parks in the and winter. things like that yeah if I don't know when it's that. cold anyway but it's bitter in the morning in the winter when it's cold no one's down. isn't it crazy how such a small thing can make us earn millions <laughs> of extra pounds the world <laughs> is really weird but I feel like okay I feel like the main issue isn't actually the time I feel like it's shops staying open so they only stay open until like four it's, I think that's ridiculous separate issue anyway but um, <laughs> really annoys you don't me live in London, do you? I don't live in London yeah. so shops only in my entire life have only ever stayed open until four or five and I think that's ridiculous anyway. no, that is true actually yeah. thinking back yeah it also really annoys me that you know the whole the backbone of the Tory campaign to leave Europe was an extra 500 million from the NHS 
And if we just change the clocks by an hour, they make it back anyway. <laughs> you should put that on a bus, Josh. Like, holy hell. Like, let's just do more things, like a million different things like this, and we'll all be trillionaires. Put that on a bus and drive it. <laughs> I'm really interested to see what um, the poll results show for this one. I, think- I wonder if they comply with the EU citizens. All right. Well, Josh, at the start of this story, you said this. I didn't say anything, so, like, yeah, we just kind of went into a chat, but... So you um, started off saying nothing, and now you don't care. Yeah, so I've gone from nothing, (laughs) Nothing guys, to to, to nothing. (laughs) All right, well, you can let us know if you have more of an opinion than nothing over on Twitter and our polls at EducatingJosh. It is time for the quickfire round. Josh, a shop has stopped selling flour and eggs to anyone under the age of 16, with fears that people will prank at Halloween. Do you think it's okay for shops to stop selling things to kids around Halloween time? Yes. Yes. Yes, yes. A Halloween. I got egged. Did you get egged? No. Oh, did you get flowered? No. Can I flag and flag? Can I flag me? Flag me, baby. (laughs) A hologram of deceased singer Amy Winehouse is set to go on tour after sign off from her family. Should family members and the music industry be able to tour dead singers in hologram form? Yes. Why? Because I said so. Okay, cool. The national. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Um, I think because they've had sign off from the family. I don't think you know owning a, the image of someone. They must have had sign off from the family. So do, do the if family they get have, money? what do the family get money? Yes. Well, I assume so. I'd hope so. Like, I just, I just. With Amy Winehouse is a little uncomfortable because her dad was apparently quite using her for money kind of person. But yes, well, we'll move on. The national governing body Swim England has apologised and removed an article from its website which suggested that women with jiggly bellies should avoid wearing bikinis. Do you think that women with jiggly bellies should avoid wearing bikinis? No, I love a good jiggly belly. I love a good jiggly belly. And the good news story of the week is. Gay penguins successfully hatch baby chick and take turns to care for it. Producer Jack, can you please explain how that happened? Okay, so... Um, so, they're these two penguins, same-sex couple. Got that um, from gay. Yep. Yep. And they haven't actually had the chick themselves, obviously. It was like a... Uh, oh, they've reared it. They're rearing and they're taking it in turns to they look after it. Is it two guys as well? Uh, yeah. Because it's, guys uh, traditionally sit well, on the two egg. guys yeah. penguins, not two guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Me and you, Josh, are going to hatch a penguin. <laughs> well, I don't think we'd be able to. We don't have the right body heat and stuff like that, but... All right, I'm sorry, guys. We're going to have to end the show. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Educating Josh. Thank you to our guest, Dottie James. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook at Educating Josh. We'll be polls and content from each day topics and we'd love to hear your thoughts we also want you to send in more questions for next week's quick fire round and make sure if you haven't already go check out Dottie's stuff it's yeah, absolutely please amazing please James on everything Ooh. brilliant please go subscribe and most importantly leave a review over on Apple Podcasts or your podcast app of choice this has been Educating Josh a Studio 71 production we'll see you next week for another episode of Educating Josh goodbye goodbye <laughs> Do you have a joke of the week, Lucy? I do. I got this one from Reddit. It's wow. An absolute wow. clanger. Why clanger. haven't a. It's got its own TV show. <laughs> I thought you were going to say corker, but you went with something else. Corker. Clanger. <laughs> Why haven't aliens visited our solar system yet? I don't they know. They looked at the reviews. Only one star. Oh. Uh, <laughs> okay, bye. Poor. <laughs> 
Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.